0: Hello and welcome to Take My Advice I'm Not Using It. This is episode 15 of this work life podstorm and today I'm going to be recalling an article I wrote on the 21st of August 2020. It's called Make Your Transition. If you enjoy this and you've been enjoying the rest of the series please make sure you subscribe and also you can subscribe to Future Work Life on Substack. hope you enjoy it. Like many people, the location of my upcoming summer holiday isn't one that's familiar to me. This year, I'm replacing the sun and sand of Ibiza with a few days in a field in Hampshire. Must say, though, I'm looking forward to the break as much as ever. I don't half need some time off after what's been the strangest of years. We will remember 2020 for one thing, of course. Yet, as I've been reflecting on the previous nearly eight months of late, the word that keeps coming to me is transition. Over several years, Bruce Feiler compiled more than a thousand hours of interviews in an attempt to codify how we manage life transitions, meaning and purpose. His recent book, Wake Up Cool, Life is in the Transitions, contends that no life follows a straight path rather than a linear trajectory as paradigms like the hero's journey suggest. We can instead identify a series of lifequakes that fundamentally shift how we perceive our place in the world. Pretty deep stuff for a Friday morning, I know, but let me give you some content with Feiler's own words about one of his favourite examples that emerged from his research, and I quote, One of my favourite stories was a woman named Christy Moore who hated school when she was younger and grew up in Savannah, Georgia. She got pregnant when she was 16, dropped out of school, had three children in the next eight years, worked in fast food and hit a wall because her husband got sick and they couldn't afford insurance. Come Monday, she takes a toddler to the local library. She's pregnant. She reaches over and grabs the first book she can find. It's Wuthering Heights. She has to read it twice to understand it and decide she's going back to school. She gets an undergraduate degree in health, then a master's degree, and then a PhD. She went from GED to PhD, and now she helps non-traditional students get an education. I love that story because we think our lives are going to be linear. But in fact, we have non-linear lives. We all get kind of buffeted at least three to five times in our lives by these huge disruptive experiences. I call them lifequakes. We have to adjust our lives in response. End quote. Lifequakes may be involuntary, such as a world war, a recession or a partner leaving you. Or voluntary, like quitting your job to start a new business or to travel around the world. We may experience these major upheavals personally or collectively, and we can characterise them by the questions that often arise. For example, questioning your true meaning or exploring whether you're living the life of which you always dreamed. How we react to these events, however, is critical, and this is where transitions come in. Unlike lifequakes, which in some cases are out of our control, undergoing a transition is something we choose. Filer describes this transitional process as having three parts, and they're easily recognisable. The long goodbye when we come to terms with leaving the old person behind, the messy middle in which we ditch some habits and acquire new ones, and the new beginning in which we redefine our story to reflect a new direction. Now I don't know exactly which stage I'm currently at, but it's fair to say that I'm smack bang in the middle of a voluntary transition, starting with me selling up and leaving my previous business in January last year, before literally doc. What's interesting is that I'm not the only one. I may have started this process in January, but I've lost count of the number of people I've spoken to over the past few months who are asking themselves some existential questions. I'm happy to say that several of these people have now used the Ikigai framework to help work out some answers. And none of this is a surprise, given we're in the middle of a rare, involuntary and collective transition, a global pandemic. The natural reaction in these circumstances is, as discussed, to reconsider what's important and reassess whether we're on track to achieving it. A desire to move house is evidence of this. 61% of people relocate during a significant transition, which I'd say is a fair representation of the number of times I've had a conversation on the subject in recent times. The good news is that transitions work. They're an opportunity to break bad habits and adopt new, more positive ones. As I discussed before, the trick is to introduce these changes incrementally and establish routines that help deliver progress and engender feelings of fulfilment. We can also feel a sense of renewal and reinvention during a transitional period that helps reinvigorate and rejuvenate i'll hopefully experience some of this over the coming weeks thanks for all your support as ever i appreciate the generous feedback thanks for listening and i'll see you tomorrow